Well, I've been around for uh, several years now, so I assume everyone here knows me. But just in case, I'd like to introduce myself this morning. My name is Jerome, not Jerry. Don't call me Jerry. The name is Jerome. Jerome Quentin Thomas. Now, in my life, I think I've only met uh, one other person named Jerome. And to this day, I have never actually met anyone named Quentin. I've heard of people, but I've not ever actually met anyone. And I wondered, was my mother out to find seldom used names when she uh, chose my names? Why would she name me Jerome Quentin? Well... She didn't just pull those names out of the air. She, in fact, named me after two different people. She named me Jerome after Jerome Kern. Jerome Kern was a composer in the 40s. He composed over 700 songs, uh, among them Old Man River and Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. So what's in a name? Well, I grew up loving music. Composing music, singing in choirs, singing in quartets, singing solos. So maybe there's something in a name. Quentin? Well, she named me after Quentin Reynolds who was a journalist and writer in the 40s. He was a World War II correspondent. He wrote more than 25 books, among them uh, this one, Custer's Last Stand, from the Landmark series from Random House. When I was a little kid, uh, my mom got me in a book club, and it was the Landmark Books And uh, I was telling Colleen the other day that I used to get in the bathtub at night with a a blanket and a pillow and read the landmark books. Quentin Riddles, he wrote that. So what's in the name? Well, I grew up loving creative writing. I've written stories, articles, poems, and you're almost, you're most familiar, of course, with my uh, Word to Grow By writings. This morning, I want to talk about what's in a name. And the name I want to talk about is Jesus. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, We come to you this morning desiring to appreciate more fully the name, the person of Jesus. I pray that you would speak to us this morning, Father. Turn our hearts to you. Open our minds and motivate us, encourage us, and challenge us. And I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Jesus. What's in a name? 
Well, we could spend uh, several weeks, actually, going through the names and titles of Jesus that are recorded for us in the Bible. But this morning, I just want to focus on three. These three. Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And Jesus is our Advocate. All names and titles of Jesus. So first of all, Jesus is Emmanuel. We find this name in Matthew, first chapter, 23rd verse, where Matthew quotes the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. You know, at Christmas we sing a song, uh, Emmanuel, I think it's number 134 in your hymn book. Uh, and I don't know if at any other time of the year we really think about Emmanuel. We sing it, God with us. But what does that mean? You know, when God created Adam and Eve, He intended to be with them. Scripture says he walked in the garden with them. But when they sinned, he cast them out of the garden. And going forward, God was always separated from mankind. He was the voice in a burning bush. He was the voice on the mountainside. He could not be looked upon. But then in Bethlehem, God stepped back into the world of his creation. He took on the form of a man. And he lived with his creation. He talked face to face with people. He shared in the daily life of people. He even faced all the issues that people face. Pain, hunger, loneliness, heartbreak, love, temptation, and finally, death. God was with us. But when Jesus ascended into heaven, he did not depart us. He did not leave us. We are not alone in this world. He is with us. Remember what he told his disciples as he prepared them for his departure? John records it. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you. Get that? Jesus was there. He lives with you. And he will be in you. Jesus was telling them, I'm here, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, he said. I will come to you. 
And the writers of the New Testament, they reminded their readers over and over and over, Jesus is in you. Emmanuel, God is with us. Now here's the reality of that. He is not out there looking on from a distance as we make our way through life. He is in you. He sees what you're looking at. He hears what you're listening to. He knows the thoughts that are in your mind. He knows the temptation that you struggle with. He feels the pain you are experiencing. He experiences the joy that you feel. He knows the love you have for others. And he embraces the love you have for him. He is in you every moment of every day. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah writes, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. How is Jesus the Prince of Peace in our lives? Two ways. First and foremost, he made peace between us and the Heavenly Father. We were separated from God because of sin. We were his enemies. Scripture says that while we were his enemies, Christ died. We were the enemies of God because of sin. But Jesus brought peace between man and God. Paul writes in Romans, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the wages of sin. Remember Paul wrote, the wages of sin is death? I put in your bulletin today one of my Word to Grow By articles. I want to read it to you. I, I think I've shared this with you before. It's called, But the Nails. They took him down, his lifeless body limp and burdensome and cold. They took him down, his naked body clutched in the hands of death's stronghold. They took him down, his tearing flesh painless, but to the hearts of friends. They took him down, his bleeding done, thankful that the torture ends. They took him down, his silent form laid out against the ground, they took him down, his ravaged body now still and waiting to be bound. 
They took him down and left behind the empty blood-stained tree. They took him down and turned their heads no more the cross to see. They took him down, his body taken, but the cross did not stand bare. They took him down, his body gone, but something still was there. They took him down, but not the nails which pinned him to the tree. They took him down, but the nails still held the sin which belongs to me. We now have peace with God because Jesus paid the debt of sin. He paid the wages. He took away what separated us from God. He is our Prince of Peace. But second, He has enabled us to have peace in this world. John writes, Jesus speaking, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And then again, Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone, yet I will... I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus defeated all the evil in the world. And even though we walk in the midst of it still, it has been defeated. And we have him in us. And he is our peace. In the midst of all we face, we have peace because Jesus is within us. He is our peace. No matter what we face, no matter what may come our way, we have a peace that passes understanding. That's what Paul writes. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. We can have a peace that passes all understanding if we will just turn to Jesus, fix our eyes and our hearts on him. He has promised peace. The chaos of the world may swirl around us, but we can rest in the assurance of his presence. And nothing, nothing can tear us away from his loving arms. He is the Prince of Peace. And Jesus is our advocate. John writes, And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, 
Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the whole world. Isaiah writes, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Jesus is our advocate. And when we stand before God, we will not stand before Him in our righteousness because we have none. We will not stand before Him covered in our sin. We will stand before Him wrapped in the righteous robes of Christ. That's how God will see us because Jesus became our advocate. When I traveled with Christ in youth, I made many trips to various camps, and I remember one in particular down in Florida. On this particular night, one of the area ministers was giving the message at uh, the Vespers that night around the campfire. And he was trying to help the, these teenagers understand the concept of grace and what God has done for us in Christ. And he described it like this. He said, now, I want you to imagine that life is one big final exam. Now, these are teenagers. They know about final exams. He said, I want you to imagine that life is one big final exam. And there is only one passing grade. 100%. Perfect. Anything less and you fail. And so on the day of judgment, you're going to... You're going to stand before God. And you're going to have your test paper in your hand. And you know what? It's not perfect. And if God were to take it, he would say to you, I never knew you. But just as you stand before God and raise your test page, Jesus Christ will step beside you. He will take your test paper away and he will give you his. And the score is perfect. And you will hand it to God and he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter. Jesus is our advocate. He is Emmanuel, 
He is our Prince of Peace, and He is our Advocate. What's in the name? Everything. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for Jesus. May we, Father, ever strive to be faithful. May we ever be thankful. And Father, we do look forward to that day when we do stand before you, knowing that we will be wrapped in his righteous robes and we will be accepted. Thank you, Father, for the name of Jesus. And it is in his name we pray. Amen.